Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another show right here on the Cathedral Sport Podcast. It's been a real busy week this week, and we are in for a real busy one in December as well. This show has been kindly sponsored by Carl Cleghorn, the chairman of Musselburgh Athletic Football Club. Thanks very much, Carl. Mate. I'm extremely grateful for the kind gesture, as always. So, what have I got in store for you tonight? Well, it's something a bit different. In fact, it's something very different. Did you know the English county of Surrey now has its own international football team? But you didn't, did you? Well, you're about to hear all about it because I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Danny Clark, the man behind the Surrey national team. Danny, thank you for agreeing to come on and giving our listeners an insight into this. How are you? How's life been treating you, mate? I'm very good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's very good exposure for us, I'm sure. Um, it's been a very fun year, is the best way to put it, but um, all look forward to next year. Yeah, exactly. I uh, hope there's news of a vaccine now, so hopefully there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a it's been a bit brutal, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about the the negativity of this year. We're going to get into the positivity about your story. Firstly, though, I just want to give our listeners, as I always do with all our guests, uh, just a bit of bit of background about yourself, um, about your early life, where you grew up, and and just a bit about yourself, Danny. Um, don't often get asked that one to be fair, um, but I'm a local Surrey lad, born in um, Woking, grew up there my entire life, um, still live there now. Um, that's about it. I work now in in uh, Hampshire, but um, I've basically went to college in in Surrey. Um, I've lived in Surrey my entire life. Um, despite running a football team, I've never properly played football. Maybe apart from a bit of five aside here and there, but um, I can't say I have a glittering career to um, go off of. But um, I've enjoyed that so far. Yeah, um, look, Danny. There's a lot of people in football you you wouldn't expect that hadn't had a football career. Um, I think, I think Jose Mourinho's the, uh, the biggest name one out there, but sorry, lad, born and bred. Um, and, and where did the idea come from to form a, an, an international team for Surrey? How did that come about? Um, well, for me personally, it was, I've always been a fan of sort of like non-FIFA football, that sort of football outside of FIFA. Cause I think a lot of people don't, under, uh, know or appreciate how much of it there is out there. It's so many um, either islands, unrecognized countries, uh, groups of various sizes, regions like ourselves, who have these teams that play these fixtures, friendlies, competitions uh, for years now. And very few people seem to um, realize that. So I've been a fan for that for quite a while. And then I decided pretty much. And that I want to be involved in this, but it's just like I'm not obviously sorry, lad, born and bred. So I don't have a connection with a lot of other places. So you go with what you know, and sorry is all I know. Yeah, um, I, I followed that conifer for a bit. Um, we're going to touch on that a bit later. There was a, a conifer World Cup that was played in in and around London and Surrey. I think it was last year, or was it the year before? But you know, it got got a lot of press. But we will we'll, we'll touch on that later. What's the um? So you started the the Surrey team up. What's the what's the selection process for calling players up for a Surrey cap, so to speak? Is there a is there a criteria, and also is there a minimum level or a max level you go by? For example, is it only amateur players, or do you try and call up pros as well? Uh, so, in terms of eligibility, uh, we follow similar sort of thing you'd expect for a, a normal national team. So, if you're born in Surrey, obviously eligible. If your parents, your grandparents are from Surrey, eligible. And we also say if you've played 
at sorry since youth level that you also qualify and then okay. in terms of sorry and then in terms of um the level we go for most of our players so far have been sort of combined counties level so this is similar sort of players that play around the county anyway but we've um looked at high level as well and it's a case of availability um depending on when the games are being played and where would i be uh would i be eligible danny i was born in st thomas's hospital in london not far from the oval where sorry play cricket <laughs> if you uh get your boots ready you never know oh you know, pull me back out of retirement at 34 oh, no <laughs> mate my, my knees are gone i can about 10 minutes in five aside i'm gassing out so I very much doubt that I'd be able to keep up. I'd be, I'd be hauled off after five minutes. So. <laughs> um, I see I see Surrey are due to play in a tournament next year in 2021. Uh, tell us all about that, please, Danny, because we have many listeners that will be interested in going to watch that, uh, including myself. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of my friends went to the Conifer World Cup. So that's something that would be real. And they're, they're all based in Surrey as well, or sort of Mitcham and, and, and Croydon and places like that. So, yeah, just tell us a bit about that and and what the tournament's about uh so the southern frontier cup which is a tournament we've organized ourselves as a small weekend tournament um it was supposed to be played this year but obviously it's been pushed back to next year now and as sort of like the fixtures get shifted around because of obviously the latest lockdown we see what impact that has but um it's planned to be a small four-team competition over two days so they have the uh, sort of semi-final round on the saturday and then the third place in the final on the sunday so there's only four games, two games per day, but a ticket for basically covers you for the entire day. So you, one ticket gets you two games. Uh, we've got ourselves, Yorkshire, Cascadia from North America and Jersey invited. Um, obviously, restrictions pending. Um, but it's be a very good weekend. We've had a lot of positive things about that. Um, Cascadia played a game at Whiteleaf where we're hosting tournaments uh, last year. That was quite well attended. Uh, we just think a lot of people, because obviously the Kenefa World Cup in London attracted a lot of interest from local football fans. And this is probably the best way at the moment for them to sort of rekindle that um, interest without going too far afield. Definitely. Um, very well put. And I, I'm definitely going to get a ticket. I think I live, I live in Scotland now. Um, so it's going to be, hopefully the restrictions are are all away by then and I can, I can travel down and, and go and make a weekend of it and, Go back to my roots, so to speak, and uh, cheer on Surrey. Cheer on Surrey. I might get a yellow and blue checkered flag as well. Um, <laughs> so, uh, was it was, look, was it easy setting this up? I'm, I'm not talking about the tournament. I'm talking about the actual the actual team. Was there any sort of red tape or? Um, in terms of, it wasn't so much red tape. The um, so the Surrey County FA, who obviously run the club side of football in the county, they obviously know what we're doing, but they don't haven't been that bust about us as long as we haven't really pushed boundaries so we're not like trying to muscle in on their area they haven't seemed to be too resistant to us although they'd like us to do it slightly differently but they haven't they've never done anything to stop us um but most of the difficulty was just more sort of logistical things so i started the team as a one-man band definitely wouldn't recommend doing that again but i've now built up a small team around me. we've made um a lot easier as it's gone on the moment you sort of the hardest thing is always the first game. Once you forget the first game, everything after that was just so much easier because it's just once it's there, no one can sort of take that away from you and everyone's a bit more inclined to help after that. Yeah, 100%. And um, I really wish the Surrey FA would, would actually be more positive and get behind you guys more and, you know, say to the players and, and make a big thing of it and say, look, guys, if you, you know, represent us, you can get and actually work with you and, and say, like, oh, you know, if you play for us and, and, and impress for Surrey FA County, because I know there's inter-county competitions 
um, especially at youth levels, are, you know, you can go on to play for the, the Surrey international team at a sort of minor nations level, so to speak. So they should push that really, because it is a, I wouldn't say it's quirky, but it's, it's something different. It's something that a lot of people will like. So, you know, I hope the Surrey FA do sort of come on board with you guys and you can work together and form a relationship in the future. Um, look, Yorkshire formed their own national team and that now you have with Surrey. Do you predict there'll be a trend in other historical counties doing the same sort of thing in the future and going international? I think Sealand had a, a team as well, that, that, that um, platform off the edge of, of the east coast of England. Yeah, they did. See, Sealand, ironically, were based sort of primarily in Surrey. So you could almost say we, we were a successor of that team in some sense. But um, having inter-county football would be great. It's Historically speaking, that was a very common thing. The county FAs had men and women's games and entire tournaments of every season. But as sort of like club football's built and all of that's overtaken that. So we're kind of rekindling that sort of football heritage that seems to be quite forgotten um, in, in England. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you interested in going into Conifer eventually? I mean, the Conifer World Cup for Micronations, not represented by FIFA, it was, as I said earlier in the show, it was a huge success, gained a lot of press, um, especially in the London and, and Surrey areas and Hertfordshire. I think there's a game in, game in Enfield as well. I think Enfield hosts a few games. Is there any ambition in the future to join Conifer and play in a World Cup, Danny? Um, we've always, so we've been in contact with Kanifa for a few years now, and they've always been quite happy and friendly with us, sort of working with the teams, playing the games and whatnot, and promoting what we've done uh, through their channels. Um, in terms of actual eligibility, it's a bit harder because Kanifa's got quite some strict requirements in terms of eligibility, which Surrey may or may not qualify for. But uh, we were a co founder of a separate organization, the World Unity Football Alliance, with some other teams who are also still part of. Kanifa, but also some teams that aren't, such as like California, uh, several South American teams, as well as obviously the Kanifa members, that's members of both. And so we're doing our, got our own thing going with that now, and we're hoping to have some tournaments um, next year, potentially, if not a year after for that as well. That'd be great. Um, working with those teams as well and, and setting up your own thing sounds good to me. Obviously, look, you've got a you've got a social media presence, but how else do you t intend to advertise both the women's and the women's and men's team and turn a few heads in places like Streatham, Croydon, Norbury, et cetera, where, you know, which were historically part of the original County of Surrey, but swallowed up obviously by greater London and, uh, and get those people to go to Surrey games. A lot of people don't realize that deep down, they aren't really Londoners, if that makes sense. Um, Surrey is, is their historical, historical County. Surrey still play cricket at the Oval in Kennington which is nearer to central London. So, you know, how, how would you go about advertising, you know, that fact to, to people from those sort of areas and thinking, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's try this? Well, yeah, that's one of the trickiest sort of like problems we've got at the moment. So you're trying to – so we've got to obviously effectively tell people um, who may have lived in Surrey back in the 1960s – as early as the 1960s who now live in obviously Greater London that they're still – sorry people not there's a proper name for it but um but getting that name across is quite important teaching history is quite important we um attended non-league day at Merston football club uh, last season as a way to promote ourselves and we're hopefully doing a lot more um a charity work is quite a big thing we've been pushing um it's something we want to obviously push a bit more into next year and 
just really finding the opportunities and sort of getting that message across, working with the clubs. Um, a lot of clubs obviously follow us and share our stuff on social media, um, building on that, getting the fans there, but then having our own people at games with banners, with posters, however we go about it. So get that message across. And also just on the non-side of um, football, if we can get teaching the history, um, we hopefully, we've partnered with uh, Merriswood College near Guildford uh, for our women's team. And so finding opportunities to teach and interact with their students directly away from the football pitch to teach them um, both in terms of their actual subject matter, but also the history of the county and what everything sort of is out there. And then they can take that to their friends, their families, and bring those people to games with them. Yeah. Um, all sounds positive. All sounds great. How have the, how have the clubs responded? And also, it, it, you know, have you, have you got a ground where that's going to be like the home of the Surrey international team? Um, so far, the clubs have been very positive. I don't think we've had any sort of like serious pushback on the club saying, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing this. Um, there's a lot, there was a lot of sort of hesitation at first because it was a new thing. They don't really know what to do with it. But s- since uh, like after the first year or whatever, they were very positive. Um, our closest relationship is probably with Merston, which I think you could argue is our home ground. We played um, Chagos Islands there last season. We're supposed to be playing two games there uh, next May, uh, including the women's home debut. Uh, so Merson would technically count as our home game, but we've also obviously played at Whiteleaf. We've um, played at Farnham Town next year, and we had our debut game at uh, Fisher in the proper centre of Greater London. Yeah. Um, please keep the game at Merson, because uh, if when I fly to Gatwick, it's about one stop or two stops on the train <laughs> for me. So that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a superb. Just to touch on what you just said there about uh, Fisher. That's uh, Rover Ive sort of Bermondsey area. How far did the historical county of Surrey go, as in towards the River Thames? How far up did it did it actually reach before it was swallowed up by London and all the boroughs of forms like Lambeth, Southwark, Wandsworth, etc.? So the county of London, which later became Greater London, that was created in 1889, I think it was. So that's only about 150 years ago, something like that, 130, whatever it is. Until then, everywhere in like central or southern side of central London so you're thinking um, obviously Robert Hyfe with Surrey Keys where it's obviously the Surrey docks were based um, obviously they were the cornerstone of Surrey's ports in effect so we had sea access back in the day um, everything around obviously what the London Eye now is um, the Shards technically London for London Bridge Station and everything else that half of southern London um, in terms of our population the county of London of Surrey today is only about 1.2 million people the moment you add what's now effectively southwest London it jumps up to 3.3 million total so it definitely adds to the player base to have southwest London yeah definitely um and also I want to say that if teams weren't meant to be Surrey so to speak then why are they still playing in the Surrey Senior Cup Dulwich Hamlet Still playing the Surrey Senior Cup. AFC Wimbledon, I think they send a reserve team into that. Two in a Mitchum still playing the Surrey Senior Cup. Now, if they're if they're not Surrey anymore, why are they still playing the Surrey Senior Cup? So obviously it just proves that deep down, <laughs> you know, these teams are historically Surrey teams. So yeah, I mean I, I can t- I totally see where you're where you're coming from. And it's uh, the truth of history, as they say. I say I also see your looking for a new technical director. If you could tell our listeners a bit about the role and also how to apply for that, for any listeners that might think, you know, this sounds like the job for me. I really want to get in, involved with this sort of thing. It's right up my street. 
Yeah, so we're currently um, looking for a new director of men's football. It's uh, largely an admin role, sort of replacing quite a lot of what I've been doing in terms of preparing the team for our home games, away games, what have you. But also to sort of like, to, as we were talking before, engaging in the community and the ways to promote the team away from the football pitch. That's quite a big part of the role. Um, getting the team ready for the matches and the tournaments. Um, and so to apply for that, we're currently, we've got a loose cutoff date for the end of the month, but depending on demand, we can obviously extend that because um, obviously just coming up to Christmas or whatever, not a lot's going to get done beforehand. But if they send a CV to our email address, info at intsurreyfootball.co.uk, we'll get a response back to them to let them know we've got it. And then we'll start looking through those. Yeah, it sounds very good. Um, had much demand for that at all? Uh, so far, yeah, we've had quite a few. Um, we've had a handful of um, applicants so far, more so than we did the, the previous, because the previous person who was in the position stepped down to obviously focus on their paid job, because all of this is voluntary. Um, so he stepped down. But this time around, we've had actually more applications this time than we did the last time. So we're doing something right, clearly. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a, I wouldn't say a, a niche market, but it's something different for people. Um, and to get that on their CV as a technical director of, of something like that, they may want to go on to, you know, a professional game and, and work, in, work with clubs there and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, good, it's a good thing to do. It's a, it's a good job to have. You heard the email, guys. If you want to apply for the role, please, please email Danny. Please email the team and um, they'll have a look at your CV. Um, how far do you think the team will go on the pitch? What potential is there um, at the moment for the current crop of players you've got? Because obviously it's going to chop and change with, with, with call-ups and stuff like that. Like, you know, international teams, they, they chop and change players all the time. It's never, never the same 11 out there most of the time for, you know, consistently. So... How, how far do you think the team are going to go? How, how far do you think? Because Yorkshire have made progress um, from what they were from their first game. Do you think they'll be able to emulate them and, and, and then get further um, and win tournaments as well? Jersey, a strong team. They've been competing in competitions for a long, long time. They've also got the, the Jersey Bulls team, I think it's called, in the Combine Counties League. I think they're in the Combine Counties League. Um, you've got Guernsey and, and stuff like that, Isle of Man, that, that, that want to go into semi-pro football now and want to actually want to join the English pyramid. Um, do you think that the team will be able to match those teams and surpass them? Um, well, that's the objective. Um, you don't get involved in these competitions to obviously not try to win them. Um, so obviously we've got the Southern Frontier Cup with Cascadia, Jersey, Yorkshire, uh, we're probably the underdogs out of that list, um, but I don't think why see why we couldn't win it, and I definitely think we're going to try to win it at least. Yeah, definitely, and I'll be there supporting you, hoping hoping you do win it. Put it that way. Um, I'm actually really excited about it all, to be honest. After hearing all this, because I really want to get down and see a game and fly down, but obviously with the restrictions at the moment, it's pretty difficult. Um, I'll try my best to get there in 2021. With, with all the nonsense that's going on. But hopefully I can. Hopefully all of you guys as well listening in can get there as well. Um, all the details are on the internet, aren't they, Danny? Tickets are available to, to purchase at the moment. Yes, so currently until the end of this year, we've got early bird prices. So they're only £10 for an adult ticket. 
after or start of next year, they go up to fifteen pounds. But they cover you for both games. There you go, fifteen pound. Look at that. Yeah, some of you pay fifty, sixty quid to watch Premier League and have the game stopped by VAR. Come, go and watch this. Give it a chance. A lot of you enjoyed Conifa, as I call it, or Kanifa. Um, a lot of you enjoyed that. There's a load of positive. If you enjoyed that, then you're going to enjoy this. So make sure you buy yourself a ticket and get down, especially if you live in Surrey. Back your, back your county. Get behind them. Danny, um, honestly, mate, thank you very much for coming on the show and, and giving us an insight as to what the Surrey international team is all about. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And it's, it's, it's been a pleasure, honestly. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to share the um, story of Surrey. Yeah. Um, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I really hope our, our listeners will as well. I'm sure they will. Um, a lot, I've got a lot of uh, non-league enthusiasts as well that listen to our shows. So I'm sure they will. Guys, we're on all the platforms. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Please give us a listen as and when you can. Next week, we've got on District Line Railway FC of the London Underground League. That's going to be an interesting one. That's built up a lot of interest. A lot of people want to hear about that story, about the London Underground Football League. Then we've also got Dial Square FC coming on after that. They are the guys that formed the breakaway club from Arsenal, the mighty Arsenal. Fans have had enough of the Premier League. They formed their own club. They've gone back to their roots. They're coming on to tell their story next week. Again, thank you for Carl Cleghorn for sponsoring our show tonight. Really appreciate it. Top man, thank you very much. Guys, all our podcasts are free. They always will be free, especially when we go visual as well. They'll be free. Our blogs are free. But we do take donations because I do work incredibly hard behind the scenes. If you do want to donate and just give a kind gesture as and when you can, it's paypal.me forward slash cathedral sport. Not cathedral of sport, cathedral sport. Um, coming up as well, me and me and my co-host Bob, we've got a Christmas session coming for you in, uh, in mid to late December. Um, that's going to be a funny one. We're gonna actually going to be on the beer talking and waffling on. So got to listen into that. And probably arguing with each other as well. Our blog site has taken off really well. We have got over 150 listens. So uh, not listens. It's all about podcasts. I'm talking about a blog. Uh, 150 reads and views so far. So you know that's 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 good. So thanks guys for reading uh, the stuff we put on there. Again, Danny, thank you very much for coming on. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Not a problem, mate. Ch-